Okay. Oh. Yes? No? Stop. Me? Wait, Who? Stop. Wait, no. <laughs> okay, sorry. Who, what? Yes. Yes, okay. So, uh, welcome to Teachers in the Movies with Jort and Evitz. We're doing a little bit of a pre-roll. What are we going to watch today? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> You've forgotten already, haven't <laughs> yes, you? I have. It's called, uh, it's about a club. It's a, uh, the Breakfast Club. Okay. Steve, have you seen The Breakfast Club? I have. Is this going to be a first for you, a movie that you've actually seen before? I've seen it, yeah. That's not like a pop movie in the cinema. Okay, do you know anything about this movie? Um, it's about four kids who get uh, detention after school and they're in the library and they unfold their lives on each other. Okay. Something along those lines. Um, right, so tell me if any of these things seem familiar to you. Uh, the Brat Pack... That's James Dean. Okay. Um, John Hughes. He was an owner of an airplane company. Uh, <laughs> okay, do you at least know any of the people in the movie? Uh, well, not by name, no. You mean, you mean the, the characters? Or no, the, the actors. Oh, no. Molly Ringwald? No. Emilio Estevez? No, it sounds like he's from South America. <laughs> yeah. Um, the... The other guy whose name I can't remember, and the young kid, and the yeah. and the girl whose name I know that the guy, the guy, the leather jacket guys, like the suit. He, they all have. Um, they're all uh, people who represent a, a particular genre of teen. You know, there's the a particular clique. Yeah, there's the nerd, and there's the the jock, the, and the jock, and and there's the outcast uh, smoker, okay. and yeah, and the teacher is. Also, a pretty prototypical evil bad man teacher. They're, they're all prototypes. They're all um, they're all representative of a particular kind okay. of person. Did you like this movie when you watched it? I didn't know. Okay, um, I love this movie. Uh, I, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I did love this movie when I watched it. Mm. I just can't remember who I identified with in the movie. I just remember Maybe loving all four of them. Maybe I just liked hating the teacher. Oh. Which, uh, which is a good yeah, thing. Let's go, and find out right, let's go see what it's about. Good morning, Vietnam! What's the matter? Oh, I have a headache. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. Bueller? 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 Listen, Fern, if you were 16, what would you think of you, huh? Hey, Carl. You think I give one rat's ass what these kids think of me? Yes, I do. So welcome back to us. Okay, so we watched the movie. We have. We actually watched the movie and then tried to talk about it and went, ah, whatever. We gave up. So we're back after watching the movie and after talking about it and then deciding not to talk about it. Now we're going to talk about it. Um, it's actually a really complex movie and there's lots going on and yes. it's dark and evil and heavy and it's the kind of thing that you want to commit suicide to halfway through. Yeah, kind of. I mean, there's a couple of nice uplifting scenes and a couple of funny moments, but yeah, pretty much. It's a very dark movie. From a, from a teacher's perspective, there's, um, there's lots of things which are a cause for concern. The, the whole yeah. concept of a whole Saturday, an entire Saturday in detention... Um, I mean, yeah. the tension. I don't have a problem with the tension per se, but a, an entire Saturday is is. Uh, I have a huge problem with detention. I don't um, actually know what the point of detention is. I mean, ten minutes of detention is probably enough to make a student 
feel... I, I still don't get the point. Yeah, and then obviously the teacher... All the characters are real stereotypes of... Not prototypes? Stereotypes? I think, I think I'll go with stereotypes. Okay, good. Yeah, well, they're, they're, actually, they're characterizations of particular kinds of people. And um, the movie really takes it to the extreme. So the, the jock is a real jock, yeah. I suppose. And um, the popular girl is... The, uh, yeah. yeah. So, but the teacher really takes the cake. I, the teacher was well done. Yeah, unfortunately, watching the movie from this perspective complete... I, I don't like this movie anymore. Why? From the teacher's perspective? No, because because I was watching it with... Uh, I, I'm paying attention t- to it from a different angle. It made me... I don't like this movie. Yeah, well, it's not a nice movie, really. I, don't, I didn't like it the first time around. There, nothing I happened. I loved it before. No, nothing happened, but that... I mean, that's like waiting for God the, But that was the joy of the movie, that you can set a whole movie around a, a little nothing happens. And well, I, I mean, that is actually what happens. Nothing happens. They, they spend the entire day writing an essay. So, and what a daft assignment. Write about yourself. This is what the teacher says. Write an essay about yourself. I mean, please, well, write an essay about yourself for eight hours. That's... Yeah. Uh, so... Just looking at the teacher, because the teacher really does fascinate me. Okay, um, all right. we, we could talk about lots of things, because the characterization of the teens, the, f- the four kinds of... Is it four? Four kinds of teen <laughs> characters. Sure. Or the four elements of teen <laughs> behavior. Yeah, the um, five. We just watched the movie, and you're back to calling them yeah, four. Um, you know, the search for identity, and the, the ex- exploration of sexuality, and the... the fascination with other people's lives and all that kind of stuff which is and the really trying to be nice and so well to the teacher versus hating the, hating the teacher, hating the teacher versus uh, seeing that the teacher is uh, not an ally but you know somebody that no come on you you get me you know the, the way that the jock and the popular girl treat the teacher is very much um but but mr biggs yeah i think that the the way that the the movie Explores the nature of teen um, angst. Yeah, it's actually really clever because if you want to do an, a study on on teen lives and what happens during a, a teen world, you know the, the 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 attempt to become assertive without being aggressive and the uh, the attempt to find your niche in life where you're good at something and um, those those are really well done. As I uh, said, nothing happens, but those things happen in the movie. Those. I think the joy of the movie, now that I'm analysing it, which is not a not how you enjoy a movie. Analysing it doesn't help. But the the way that it's set up that we're going to have the, the five people to look at rather than a regular m- movie about teens would, would follow one guy's struggle or one girl's struggle and, and they would be the centre and everyone else would be an antagonist. Yeah. Whereas in this one... Everybody's an antagonist. Well, each of the teens is a protagonist and an antagonist. The only pure antagonist is the... The teacher. The teacher. Yeah. So, um, my favourite character in the movie is the... Uh, I don't know who you're going to say. The, 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 the sweet pachet. Yeah, the janitor. The janitor, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's great. Um, and obviously he represents uh, the, the, the voice of the same... The voice of reason, yeah. uh, or at least the, the adult voice of reason. Yeah. Although I did love uh, the, the bit where... The only bit where he actually interacts with any of the kids is... He walks in and says, Morning, Brian. He knows one of the kids, and, and the kid is the... What do you want to call him? The nerdy guy, the yeah. math geek or whatever. Yeah. 
is feels kind of embarrassed for knowing the the janitor, and the I'm too cool guy tries to be an asshole to mm-hmm. him. Uh, he's not joking with him; he's joking about him instead. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, in that scenario, the janitor doesn't react that well, but certainly he reacts justifiably. He says, "I know what you kids get up to. Shut up, you little shit." Yeah, basically. And the thing is that in schools, janitors do know more than, than everybody gives them. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I've always found interesting is that the classroom seating arrangements, the way that the classrooms are set up, are actually defined or decided by the, the maids and, and janitors. Yeah. They come in early in the morning and clean and sweep and organise the classroom in the way that they think it needs to be done. And then the teachers walk in and think, OK, well, that's how the school would like me to teach. But of course it's not. It's just the, the way that the maid has set it up. Um, and the, these people all the like, maids must hate me that's my first day. I walk into a classroom and completely reorganise it no but I, th- I don't think that they mind I think that they're just setting it up in the way that they think they're trying to we be helpful want. they're yes. trying to be helpful um, and they see stuff and because they're invisible to the teachers and students because they're they're just part of the service staff they're not they see what's going on they know who smokes they know what's happening behind the scenes they've, they've got yeah, huge they, insights they know into which which uh, lady selling drinks is is, is is the grumpy one that's not nice to the kids and which oh. one's the nice one and, and they actually see which students really need support and help because yeah. a lot of the time they're just sitting on the sidelines watching um, I know a teacher who, in her first week at a new job, she made friends with the cleaners on her floor. Okay. That's what she did. She bought them all drinks. She, and um, she said it was the best thing she ever did because whenever she had to leave the classroom, one of the cleaners was always ready to go in and, and keep the kids busy. Okay. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I see a lot of, um, not when I was a teacher, but in the, the era where I wasn't, was only in the classroom if I was observing them. and in that era I spent a lot of time walking around schools and I that's when I would notice the the cleaners and notice them always they'd always be helping these the same type of kids you know the, the upset kid or yeah the needy the kid, kid yeah. yeah the kid usually the sideline the kids on the sideline who are not getting attention from the you know um, not the jocks um, not, very, not the smartest, and right. they're they, also not quite assertive enough to, they're the ghost to get attention. Students. From no, I'll call them ghost students. They're the ones that, that just get lost in the crowd um, and have real needs that, that the teachers just don't see or, yeah. or choose not to see. But the cleaners do. Yes, they do. Yeah. 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 The ones who are bullied and so on. Which is kind of odd in a way because uh, the, it's those kids who are getting in touch with a much more realistic adult authority figure than the ones interacting with the teacher and the teacher has an agenda yeah. and the school has an agenda and their parents have an agenda it's only the cleaner that doesn't have an agenda mm. so they're the only one that get a, a real interaction with an adult yeah, yeah. so, so the, the star of the movie is the, the, the janitor. janitor yeah and, and um, the only if, true protagonist let's if, say. Yeah, if you have a look at what he says okay so the, the key scene for me was um, the, the evil teacher He's uh, supposed to be the deputy principal, vice principal. Yeah. yeah okay. So he's he, in in giving detention to these kids for the whole day. He's he's given himself detention as well. So he's hanging around the school with nothing to do. Yeah. He fiddles around on his desk. He he just he's just mooning about the school. Um, yeah. And uh, <coughs> he has that big run in with the the jock character. I know the 
the, the cool kid. The cool, okay. The rebel. Right, he runs in with the rebel, calls him all sorts of terrible things. Yeah, uh, yeah, terrible. You're not going to make me look bad in front of these kids and... Uh, yeah, he calls him a bum and everybody hates you. And he, I mean, he really just belittles the poor student. Yeah. Um, and I mean, whether the, whether he justifies that or not is beyond besides the point. The teacher's obviously way out of line. Anyway, after that, um, he goes downstairs into the basement and starts scratching through the students' files to find out about their background. This is... He's being really small-minded here. And, um, yeah, he's being very petty. Um, I mean, it's a weird setup for a movie to have that there's a secret confidential FBI CIA file on every student in the school. I've never th- seen no, that before. I mean, if, if there's a social worker working in a school, she probably has files about the family, which are probably confidential, or supposed okay. to be. Um, how confident anyway so he's scratching through the files and the, the cleaner walks in this janitor guy walks in and finds him doing that and they have a conversation about life and the universe and everything and um, I find that scene really crucial uh, I think okay. it's insightful for, for the couple of for the, the, the janitor says um, uh, let me just play the scene that I'm t- talking okay. about alright well I've been teaching for 22 years and each year, these kids get more and more arrogant. Oh, bullshit, man. All right, okay, that is very indicative of, of the type of teacher that he is. But I think the best thing he says is, um, if you were their age, would you like you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think is his That's best a good question. Line. So the, the, the teacher says to him, look, I've been doing this for 22 years, and yeah. every year the kids get... Get more arrogant. He yeah, actually, yeah he, the kids get more arrogant. Now, okay, uh, to me, I've heard teachers. I've heard. I know this teacher. Uh, yeah. I've, heard, I've come across these teachers before. When I was in school, we respected our teachers. Yeah. Kids nowadays. Nowadays, um, and every year the kids get worse. Yeah. And these kids this year are not like the ones I had last year. Last yeah. year they were actually real kids. Yeah. Um, and of course, this is a sign of a teacher who, in my opinion, this is the sign of a teacher who's not reflecting. Um, they, this whole concept that I've done this for 30 years, I know what's going on. So uh, I don't have to work or think or anything else. And I obviously I know, know everything already because I've been doing it for so long. Um, this is a teacher who stopped growing, stopped developing. Yeah. And by stopping and, and going through, well, what they've actually done is now they're doing the same thing 20 times. They don't have 20 years' experience. They have one year's experience 20 times. It's not, it's not <laughs> okay. quite exactly the same. It's a good way of looking at it. And... Um, by just recycling the same stuff, when it doesn't work, what they're doing is they're not saying, oh, I need to change something about what I'm doing. They're saying the kids are not responding to me the way that they're supposed to, therefore the kids are wrong. That's their fault. Right, the, the students are wrong. And then becoming upset with the students and becoming um, antagonistic towards the, the, the student body, starting to hate their job, probably lose a lot of self-esteem along the way. It, it's a, and blame the students for that loss of... Right. Okay. And that's why that's how we get this this kind of teacher that's characterized in this movie. Um, and you've had a teacher like this in your Yeah, I, in my life I've had a, a teacher like this. Uh, I, strangely enough, vice principal who liked to dress very well and uh, was actually did favor kind of dark colors or maybe I'm just projecting projecting the outfit onto him, but he did like to dress very well. Definitely walked around the school a lot and but I mean, Dumb this kids. is a guy whose ego, he, he projects his esteem through the way that he presents himself to 
you know, his yes, physical he, presentation. He's front, yeah. yeah. Um, what's happening inside there, he's hidden away, even yeah. perhaps from himself. Yeah, and his position, his title, his title means a lot to him in, in terms of his ego. I am the vice principal. And yeah, so this is those people who say, I am doctor, so-and-so. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he's projecting it to the students as well as, uh, I, I suppose, to the faculty as well, but definitely yeah. to the students. So let's talk a little bit about reflection, because um, if, if this teacher embodies a non-reflective teacher, okay. that, and the idea is that a teacher who's able to reflect and go, why is this not, not working? Not working, or why did it work? Yeah, like, and how can I adapt this so that it does work? What does that actually mean in a in a in a teacher to be able to reflect, and how does that actually Im, uh, change a teacher's behaviour with students? Oh, geez, just stick to a nice, easy question. Thanks for that. <laughs> I mean, look, reflection isn't a, a thing; it's a bunch of things. I mean, the easy, the easy and obvious one is at the end of every class, you naturally go. That went well, or that didn't work, or I shouldn't have done that activity, or man, I could have planned that part better, or mm. whatever. And sometimes that happens during class, but it definitely happens afterwards. And I think that's the fundamental aspect. There are definitely teachers who go, oh, finally, it's four o'clock. Bye. Uh, all, they, all they're yeah. doing is waiting. They're trying to fill the time. They're not trying to fill, not fill trying the time. They're trying to wait out the time, not yeah. fill the time. Right. Um, so the waiting out the time teachers definitely tends to be non-reflective. But what makes the teacher reflective beyond the that went well and that didn't? Well, okay, so here, here's a scenario. You're in the staff room, yeah. assuming that your school has a staff room, and a teacher walks in and says, I hate the students in 3 slash 2. They're just such... They're so difficult. I can't do anything with them. Yeah. Okay, now this is a, a non-reflective... Yeah, it's the teacher. It's the students' right. It's always it's, the students' I'm, I'm blaming the students. However... <clears throat> by expressing that to this to the group of teachers, um, there's a great opportunity now for some reflection to take place. Uh, Hopefully, somebody's going to say, "Well, they're okay, actually." I mean, this teacher is looking for people to back him up for camaraderie, or maybe he's just looking to vent. But I think he's looking for other people to say, "Yeah, those little shits." Yeah, I mean, if we're all having a problem with that particular class, then uh, hopefully I'm going to say, yeah, they are difficult, but I've found that... Uh, this is what I've done to... Yeah. yeah. Um, and that exchange of ideas becomes a, a reflective opportunity for sure. everybody else. I mean, I would say, if that teacher walks into the staff room and says that, my immediate answer is, is it the first time he's saying this or the 90th time? Because if it's the 90th time, I'm actually just going, oh, really? Oh, shame, eh? And moving on. Yeah. I'm just not, I'm just blanking him. This, this problem I, I find, when I'm dealing with teachers, I find this very often the case with the new teachers. When they come into a staff room and they say, uh, they're not responding to me, you know, they're, they're just, they're so dead. They're not yeah. doing... Um, uh, although I do find that sometimes with new teachers... Uh, the the fatalistic attitude is sometimes self directed. I, I just don't know what to do with that class. But that's a great that's, that's a, that one I like. Right, that, that's great because that means that I'm not taking agency for this. I'm the one that's responsible. I don't know what to do. I've tried everything. Give me some suggestions. And that means that there is some reflection taking place there, and there that teacher is trying I, to adapt to the class. I don't know if there's some reflection taking place because sometimes it is a very defeatist 
thing to say, but at least it's a step. It's a step down the, the road. Where if you're saying, I don't know what to do with that class, I just, I just can't handle that group, at least you're looking at it as a, it is me. Well, it's an I statement. Yeah, it's great. That, that's a, definitely a start. This teacher says these kids are becoming more and more arrogant year by yeah. year. I mean, there's no agency always, there at all. The, t- the teacher's... It, well, this core scene that you like with the janitor, the part that I noticed, uh, because we rewatched that scene, we're like, yeah, that's a good scene to talk about. Mm. The part that I noticed rewatching it was the fact that uh, the janitor is saying reasonably insightful things, yeah. and this teacher non sequiturs every statement. The, the, he says, uh, the janitor says something like... Uh, Oh, you took this job because you thought it would be easy, and he re- he responds with, "I I paid a lot of money." <laughs> like, uh, wait, what? Well, yes. So, the, well, the teacher, this guy's so full of himself. Well, he embodies the non-reflective teacher to a T. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just doesn't respond to anything. Now, whoever the the, the director of this movie is, um, I I hope. I'd like to know that he has some teaching background because this is a hugely insightful... But um, we all have teaching background because we're all students. So if you're a, a reasonably attentive student, and I suppose in a way if, you, if you're a, a director, you're probably a bit more on the artistic side. So let's say not just attentive but uh, reflective student, then you, you're getting a lot of teaching experience because you're looking at the teachers as people, not as the things in the room that you have to abide while you wait for your qualification to arrive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I uh, I actually want to talk about almost the same thing, but from a, a, a quite a different angle. Mm. The arrogance of this guy, and I don't mean the arrogance with the way that he deals with the students, although they're certainly horribly arrogant, or even the the, the sheer prickness of the way that he corners a student one-on-one and says... I'm going to beat your face I, up and whatever. I know he says, I'm going to knock your dick in the dirt, <laughs> is the quote. Wow. Like the, you know, that's, uh, that's just a horror story, and for the, especially for the poor kid, but I mean, the venting that this guy has. But the other side of the arrogance, the fact that he thinks he's going to have so much impact on these students' lives. Okay, you're talking about the line where he says, uh, I wake up every morning and I can't believe that these are the people who are going to be running the school. No, the- uh, well, yeah, yeah, that's certainly a, a part of it. The, he, said, he thinks that, like at one of the points he says, I'm going to keep you here for years and you'll end up being a, a, you know, an alcoholic because, because I'll keep you here. I'm the one who gets to decide, you know, if, if you're successful or not, or if you have a future, or... Mm. You know, he implies that he has so much impact on these students' lives. Mm. And I have noticed that in some teachers. And sometimes it's in a very... Uh, I don't know how to say it without sounding horrible. In a very saviour complex kind of way like yeah. I, I want to help them be fulfil their well, potential uh, <laughs> and sometimes it's it's in the other way you know look if you don't listen to me you're just going to end up as a, 
uh, taxi driver. Yeah, the, 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 the famous one I hear all the time is they have to study English, it's so important for their life. I, I'm, they must no, listen I'm, to I'm me. the most crucial person in the whole school. If they don't learn English, then their futures will be nothing. They'll never succeed. And, and, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, well, I've got two sides to that. Okay. The, the first side is. Um, Unfortunately, we become teachers. A lot of us become... Not, the, the guy in the movie became a teacher because he wanted the summer holidays. But I think most teachers become teachers because we want to make a difference. Um, and we okay. feel that, that teaching is a way to do that. Uh, we want to become part of, I don't know, some bigger thing. So the thing that motivates us, if that's the case, the thing that motivates us to go to school in the morning and deal with all the trouble that we have to deal with and go through all those lesson plans is because we're making a difference. And when we lose sight of that, when or when we lose that as a reality, teachers who realise they're not making a difference... Okay, um, become very you know, disenchanted. Yeah, well, they lose their sense of plausibility, which is, yeah. the, which is the term for whether a teacher can do something or not. And unfortunately, that sense of I am making a difference is lost very easily. You're one of 15 teachers that yeah. a child sees... You're not the most important one. The the time music teacher is the most important one, or the the I don't know whatever. Um, I mean, even if, if we're taking it at a basic level, not the who do the students attach to. As a foreign language teacher, you're basically an elective subject. You're like the cooking teacher that you had in high school, or the sewing teacher, or the. You know who I like in myself too. Lacrosse. Yeah, we had when I was a kid. I think I've spoken about this. We had a, f- a French teacher who came for a while and taught us cricket. I mean, really. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So he was our cricket teacher, but he was French. He couldn't speak English very well. He was really outside our group. He didn't know us very well. He didn't know the culture. He... That's who we are. We're that guy who just arrives and and does weird stuff. Uh, Yeah. um, And how easy is it to bond with a person who's so outside of your cultural values? I... So this... This sense of self-importance that, that teachers have, that they, they're going to have so much impact on the student's lives. Whilst it's, it is absolutely possible to have impact on, on people's lives, but it's not a... You it's don't not a, go, it's not, it's not an inherent thing. You yeah. don't go in and that's the case. In fact, it's not even... It, it's the... It's the small scenario. I, I can probably... Counting aside teachers, if I'm just thinking about English language students, you know, if I really sat down and, and thought about it, I could probably figure out like ten students who I've had any sort of profound impact on. And I'm not talk, talking about impact in terms of helping them learn or something, but they've taken what they've learned and it's meant something to their life. The other thing, though, is that we don't know some a, a lot of the time. Um, you teach a student. <coughs> when they're 15 and when they're 23 they decide that they're going to do a master's degree in English because they remember the wonderful things that you taught them eight years ago I mean you yes. you're out of their lives and uh, that that you can't see any of that it's too late well then well, it goes for that side as well the arrogance of believing that you have no impact I suppose is also some arrogance the teacher is just going through the motions because it all doesn't matter anyway um, which I meet a lot is actually 
my earth, my second earth teacher, my most earth teacher is. Well, okay, is well, those are the two extremes. Say, I, I'm vitally important, and I mean nothing. I don't know. It's not the I mean nothing. It's the. Or what I do doesn't have matter. No, it's I can get away with this. Why do I have to work so hard? No one cares. I'm. I can get away with just printing off some worksheets from the internet. No one will stop me. I'll still keep my job. <laughs> I can get away with that. Why bother putting well, in work? You should write a movie like this, bread pack thing that we've just watched. Um, the I, I, I've encountered it a lot. Why? Sure. Why put in the work? You don't need to. They don't have such high expectations. The students don't. The school doesn't. The parents don't. Why? I can get away with this. Mm. And that's that is a, another kind of arrogance. That why do more than the minimum? It well, I mean that, that teacher has also lost a sense of plausibility because they what are they teaching for? If if there is no well, they're not teaching anymore. It's a job. They could be working in Seven Eleven and it would be the same thing. Well, do you think that that's what happened to this teacher in the movie? I think he's doing the minimum. I mean, look, eight hours to write an essay. And it's a, he's come up with it completely on the spot. I mean, the opening line that he uses could be a great teacher. We are going to try something different today. But the thing that he tries is different, that's going to be different is, we're going to try a different type of busy work oh. that I, I'm not going to pay any attention to yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the the teacher lost a great opportunity. He's got those kids for eight hours to spend time with them and actually get to know them better, and try to make some sort of. As far as he's concerned, he knows each of them. I mean, perfectly. Yeah. He not just knows each of them perfectly. He knows them personally as well. He uses each person's name, but in a slightly different way. He calls one of them by their surname. One of them he uses Mister. One of them he uses their first name. So but every time he calls, he, every time he speaks to them and uses the name, he does it with a sense of condescension. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I mean, he's not actually calling them by their names; he's calling them by uh, yeah, know, some a label. Of, uh, yeah, it's, it's right. a label. He's, yeah. I think one of them is uh, bricks. So I mean, I think we could talk about this movie for a hundred years. Um, I think I could get myself worked up and start yelling about this movie <laughs> pretty quickly, actually. Yeah. For, from a teaching perspective, I think if, if anybody hasn't seen it and wants to watch it, the, the, the really instructive part of this movie is the teacher, from, the teacher. from my perspective. I mean, the, yeah. the characterization of the, the kids is awesome, really. Uh, it's very well done, and at least I got to enjoy identifying with the kids when they would have some kind of pushback. My favourite one of all, uh, which is Ruckus. What in God's name is going on in here? What was that ruckus? Uh, what ruckus? I was just in my office and I heard a ruckus. Could you describe the ruckus, sir? Watch your tongue, young man. Watch it. 